Go ahead and pick your speed up your number one now, runway 27, clear to land green dot. Welcome to Oshkosh, guys. Hello and welcome to the Green Dot, EAA's podcast for anyone and everyone who loves aviation. I'm one of your hosts, Hal Bryan, EAA's senior editor for print and digital content and publications. Socially distant from me at the other end of a really long table, it is. Yeah, that's right. Tom Sharpentier, government relations director. And I think this is the first time, uh, at least I've been back in this studio since March. So it feels good to be back. That's right, and not uh, not doing these from home on a Zoom call or that sort of thing. Uh, but we do have a virtual, uh, uh, well, a real guest connected to us virtually. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk with uh, with Jackie Ruiz, who is uh, here. She's the founder of Fig Factor Media and the publisher of a new book called Latinas in Aviation. And uh, Jackie, welcome to the Green Dot. We're really glad to have you. Thank you. What a, what an honor to be here with three people including myself, that love aviation and uh, spread the, the magic of uh, this amazing world with the rest of the population. Absolutely. You. Well, well, you're very much among friends here. Well, let's, uh, let's get started like, uh, like we all, almost always like to do. And I'll go back to the beginning a little bit. What was, your, what was your first exposure to aviation? How did you first get involved? Well, you know, a lot of people ask me where this passion came from. And uh, certainly it wasn't from my childhood because in Mexico, growing up as a, you know, middle-class family, um, this dream of flying planes uh, was just not in the, not on the menu. And um, uh, my first sort of uh, experience was at a beautiful hot air balloon show uh, here in Illinois. And uh, I happened to spot this beautiful light sport aircraft. I thought it was kind of a toy airplane. And uh, as we approached this tent, they said, no, you can actually fly this aircraft. And uh, we immediately, my husband and I, purchased uh, Discovery Flights. And I think it was the first time that flying that aircraft with no doors on, feeling that freedom in those wings, um, it just like it was like love at first sight. Beautiful. Wow. And about how long ago was that? That was probably about six years ago. And um, I started sort of, you know, like it's almost like sometimes you find a mission, you find a passion, and sometimes the passion finds a way to find you. And I think that that's how aviation started to kind of sit into every part of my life um, with um, the aviation school asking me if I could do their marketing and then being invited to an island to do a keynote for 300 soldiers and not finding a way to get there with the traffic that this road represented, asking the aviation school to give me a ride. And that, you know, sort of opened up this whole world of possibilities. I, I looked at a sectional, I said, hmm, what if I can fly myself to places, lunch and breakfast and, and see the beautiful sunset eye to eye, you know, what if I could do that? And, um, and I think that bug uh, just, seeped into my heart and it never left me. <laughs> so it's been about five years and got my license, my uh, sports uh, pilot license uh, two years ago in July. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's a great, uh, great sign that when you did that discovery flight with the doors off, you enjoyed it. I, I've uh, done a couple of young Eagles flights um, in the Zenith. We, uh, we had in our flying club where we, uh, we, we pulled the doors off, which I love as a pilot, but um, sometimes I'd look over there and that uh, that young eagle was uh, maybe gripping the seat a little, <laughs> a, a, a little too hard. So it was, it was a little getting used to. Yeah, yeah, but it was. Uh, <laughs> that's that's good that you enjoyed it. Um, why did you go sport pilot? Um, why did you? Um, why why wh- how? Why was that a good fit for you? Well, 
I um the aviation school that I was um that I basically connected with were kind of experts in you know light sport aircraft, which is obviously the new license that uh, the FAA introduced in 2004. And um, it seemed to be you know as a hobby, it seemed to be a wonderful way for me to get my hands wet, you know, just kind of my feet wet and get into the get into the industry. And um, you know, running two companies and two nonprofit organizations, and in between my travels around the world. I, I, I kind of wanted to see how aviation would, you know, fulfill my life and, 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 and this passion this, that continues to grow. And I just found that as a, an amazing stepping stone, not having the responsibility of three passengers, just one, you know, and my uh, teddy bear, sure. um, <laughs> to, to, to really, you know, to make that happen. So in hindsight, you know, I now look back and say, wow, I, I wish I would have gone straight to my private, but um, the experience, uh, all the hours that I've gained, you know, close to 150 hours on the light sport aircraft, uh, you know, it, it's it's just giving me more confidence so that I can fly bigger aircraft. And now I'm, I'm in the journey of getting my private. Oh, that's great. Uh, so what are you flying these days? Uh, I fly the Remos uh, primarily, a two-seater light sport aircraft. And then um, I've also been, uh, you know, experimenting with, uh, you know, Cessna 172, um, a Piper, you know, I've flown that too. And, and also a two-seater, another two-seater called the Vector that has low wings. Beautiful view, just spectacular. <laughs> so between those four planes, I've um, kind of like, you know, tried different, um, different obviously different aircraft. Uh, that's great. You know, we've always said that they're, you know, the, the favorite airplane is the one you're flying right now. And the, you know, the one you most want to fly is the next one. And so that's, that's great to hear that you've built up that much time, uh, just in a couple of years and that you're getting experience in different types. Exactly. And it's, it's it, every single aircraft is so different and it gives you, you know, it gives you that beautiful experience to learn and embrace and embody this passion, you know, to continue to grow that. And it gives you different perspectives that, you know, can help you in, you know, difficult situation as a PIC. So yeah. it's, um, it's wonderful. And that's a great point you make about the, the different perspective. You're getting that as a pilot from, from different airplanes, but at, at the, the risk of sounding sort of overly philosophical, I've always found that that flying itself, um, I mean, it, it literally gives you a different perspective. It puts you up in the air and you look sort of down on things. But uh, I, for me, there's a, there's a powerful almost emotional component to it as well. It really does give you a different perspective on everything when you see the world from that different vantage point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, especially, you know, when I look at the context of, for example, my life, right, uh, coming here from Mexico with, um, you know, um, speaking no English when I was 14, embody, embracing this beautiful culture, Picking up German along the way, surviving cancer at 21, surviving cancer again at 23, um, oh giving birth to two high-risk pregnancy, two babies, starting a company at 23, uh, starting a second company at 31, uh, creating a pathway for young Latinas, you know, and I always say that I have 157 daughters through my foundation, <laughs> you know, where I've helped so many young girls. And, and for me to add aviation to that mix and to know that, yes, you can do all that stuff, and now I have the privilege of flying. So what do I take as my lessons as I'm flying the aircraft? What, what do I take that to the ground? You know, I always tell people, like, I zoom in 
to do the work that I need to do. And I literally zoom out of my life to see how progress, you know, how, how much progress I've made. And that's what I literally do as a pilot. You know, I transform myself from somebody that lives on the ground to a pilot in command. And, and, and that gift, the, 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 you know, the, it, that it has given me so that I can continue to elevate and inspire a population that uh, typically doesn't think about general aviation as a, as a hobby, as a resource um, for them to find their, you know, their, their emotional, you know, their spiritual fix too. It's, uh, it's just such a privilege to be able to do that. Boy, that uh, the way you put that, talking about sort of zooming in and zooming out, is 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 brilliant. That resonates with me immediately, and I realize when I talk about that literal change in perspective, that's exactly what I mean. I've just never thought of it in exactly those terms. But you know, as you say, you're 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 zoomed in tight, and we're doing our work on the ground, and we're doing this and doing that. But then, flying is what gives us that chance to zoom out a little bit and see, you know, quite literally see that bigger picture. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and I think you know also what you said about um, you, you know taking taking the lessons that you learn in the in the uh, in the air and kind of the the changes that you undergo as a person when you become a pilot and bringing that back down to the ground. Um, I think I think all of us uh, uh, have experienced that in one way or another, um, you know, throughout our flying careers. Jackie, let's divert just a little bit, and uh, uh, you've mentioned a bit about uh, about your background and your story, sort of coming into aviation. Can you tell us more about how you got involved in uh, in publishing and writing books? Absolutely, I think it was that um, you know that burning desire that was implanted in me after surviving cancer two times at the age of twenty one and twenty three. I um I had given birth to my second child, and um, and I was. You know, I was reflecting back on my life and saying, you know what, if I were to die tomorrow, what would I leave my children? And uh, the only thing I can find was something that my German teacher told me in high school. He said, writing is an extension of your soul. And that resonated with me so deeply that I said, you know what, if, if that is the, tr- the case, then I'm going to use writing as a way to extend my soul so that my children know who I am. If, if something would ever happen to me, because when you see death so close, it, it awakens something in you, this sense of urgency to serve in my case. And um, I decided to, you know, to write my first book. Now I had uh, captured the experiences as an entrepreneur for the last, you know, three and a half years of my, my business and um, in a journal. And I decided to turn that journal into my little book of business secrets at work. That was my first book. Um, and for me, that was a way to extend my soul and to make that happen. And uh, I was 26 years old. I had no idea about publishing, none of that. I just wanted to extend my soul to leave a legacy for my children. And fast forward to today, uh, Latinas in Aviation represents, over the last 11 years, represents my 18th book. Wow. Uh, now, how I, I got those done, I don't know, but... Uh, Four of those books are children's books. Two are devoted to the world of aviation. Actually, three of the children's books are about aviation, um, you know, for children. And then I have a, you know, comic book. I have business books. I have anthology books. In fact, um, through a series that I created called Today's Inspire Latina, which was my seventh book, and then some others, you know, in the journey, another five of those, um, I've created the largest collection of Latina stories in a book anthology series. So, it, it was only natural to see 
you know, how can I continue to use that passion to extend my soul, like my German teacher said, through this most amazing vehicle, which is publishing these books. Uh, that's a good transition into the, uh, the the book that you've just written and is coming out right now, Latinas in Aviation, um, you know, which is about uh, the stories of all all sorts of um, of Latino women in in the aviation industry. Um, what obviously that's a, that's a subject that's very close to your heart. Um, what what kind of motivated you to uh, to um, you know put that one on your list as the next one to do? You know what, I, um, this is going to sound, uh, what you were saying earlier about, you know, how aviation is kind of a spiritual experience as well. It's a very pragmatic experience, but it's also a spiritual experience. I live my life in, in this uh, sort of a juxtaposition between whimsical and pragmatic. And, and wherever they unite, that's where I actually make a spark to make something happen. And uh, I, I call the inspirations for my books Divine Downloads. Because I feel like, you know, they, this idea with an amazing feeling comes to my heart. And then, and then I figured out how to make it happen. Then I know how to make it happen, right? But that's exactly how this came to me. Because as I started my aviation training, I noticed um, I didn't see a lot of women. I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. I didn't see a lot of Latinas. And um, in this journey, I've probably taken up 100 Latinas on a plane. You know, imagine... A light sport aircraft, I can only have one passenger at a time and my teddy bear. So I've, I've literally taken up a hundred plus Latinas up in the air and given a couple of scholarships to help, you know, bring up young Latinas to, to this world of aviation. And another five, six women that have decided we're on the journey of getting their license because they flew with me. And, uh, and it just occurred to me, I'm like, where are the Latinas in aviation? You know? And I went on a national search. I asked uh, people that I knew, I asked, I put it on social media. I said, if you know a Latina in aviation, an EMP, an aeronautical engineer, uh, somebody that you know came from the military, somebody that came from the commercial airline, somebody that came from general aviation, I want to know them. I want to know who they are because I want to be able to tell their stories. And utilizing my experience around the world with my Today's Spy Latina series that is present in over 20 countries, and the latest collection of those stories, I said, now I can do something that elevates the Latinas in aviation. So all those ingredients and the know-how just kind of brought it together, but I never imagined that it was going to be as significant as, as I'm finding out in this journey of writing this book. Yeah, and what was it like um, working with these women? Um, I, I know that one of the uh, one of the folks featured is o Olga Costilio, who um, uh, I had the honor of meeting at AirVenture a couple of uh, years ago. Um, she was involved with one of the projects that I'm that that uh, that, that I'm on. Um, she was the let's see, she was the first um, Latina uh, fast jet pilot in the Air Force, and, uh, and then also the subject of a Modelo beer commercial. <laughs> so, what was it like working with her and um, some other uh, um, uh, of the, the the women that you profiled? Um, you know what, working with her was phenomenal, but right? because you know you start finding out people that have made history in the world of aviation, and her name kept coming up, and I was like, wow, I love to meet her, and through this book I, I had an opportunity to do that and and you know at first you know she was kind of checking me out for a couple of weeks <laughs> you know she wanted to make sure that I was legit and that I, you know this was serious because you know of course she's been asked so many times to share her story 
but never in a context of Latinas in aviation. So she thought it was a novel idea and, and innovative. And, um, you know, to have a group with her and Laura Powell, who was the first captain of American Airlines, and many other women that have, you know, from Boeing and you know, Airbus and all these big companies and also general aviators, um, has been incredible because I think the more that we work together on this book and this project and communicate amongst each other and the kind of, you know, media play that we're getting and just excitement, the more that people like Olga, who, you know, again, it's, it's at, a, at, a, at a really high level, you know, has historic, you know, she's historic in her own way. Um, she feels, you know, proud to be part of this. And I can I can sense that because of the comments that she makes and how excited she is. But you know, but she she did take her time to figure out. Okay, is this you know is this something that is gonna you know add to my brand? And and I can tell how how proud not only her but how proud the other ladies are. And I was also at the United Nations in um, in December, and I met uh, the, the NASA former chief engineer. And uh, a Latina as well. And I asked her if she could do the preface for this book, uh, Evelyn Miralles. And the same thing with her. You know, she gets so many requests that she's like, who are you? <laughs> Where did you come from? Are you legit? Are you real? And then when they see that I've had this amazing trajectory, you know, of 18 books and or 17 and, and traveling around the world and being associated with, you know, a really powerful brands, they're like, wow, I, I want to be part of this. This is something that I can put my name next to. Um, so I think, you know, when you love what you do and you use every opportunity to extend that passion to other people and, and then you do it right, you know, you zoom in, do all the work, roll up your sleeves, do what you need to do. And then you step back and say, wow, this, this is relevant. It's timely. And I'm going to continue to commit to elevate the stories of these amazing women. So every single one of them is so captivating and amazing in the journey. So, Jackie, as you talked to these women and put together these stories, was there uh, was there any one thing that that jumped out and really, really surprised you? Was there was there some piece that came out that you just weren't expecting to, to uh, expecting to learn or expecting to talk about? You know what? I, uh, one of the things that we decided to do in the book is basically ask uh, the pilots uh, their favorite aircraft. And some kind of a unique fact about them. I think the reader is going to have a blast <laughs> reading those factoids of, you know, their journey and their favorite aircraft and their, you know, like something unique about them. That um, so that was something kind of exciting. And, and when we started working on this project, uh, you know, we started entering into this pandemic. So one of the things that we decided to do is add another add-on paragraph on how they're dealing with the pandemic to sort of make it more relevant to the times that we're experiencing now. And that was something that organically came and, you know, we were, you know, with the editing team, we were kind of going back and forth and saying, you know, do we make it more relevant for that? And the authors were very open to, to sharing their unique experience of um, dealing with a pandemic. And I think that it adds kind of another layer of a unique uh, aspect of this as well. That's excellent. Um, can you tell us uh, maybe just one or two of the other uh, people that are profiled in here? Obviously, we've talked about Olga, who has a strong uh, connection with us here in Oshkosh. Uh, who are some of the other women that you've spoken to? 
Um, so I have uh, Laura Powell, who um, actually she is uh, Linda Powell. I'm sorry, she is the first um, captain for American Airlines, right. and um, and then I also have um, you know uh, aeronautical engineers both from Boeing and Airbus, um, and then I have some AMPs as well, um, general aviation CFIs. Um, I can you know I can tell you all the names, but um, you know, we have a quite a quite a nice array from you know general aviation as well as commercial. We have some military, um, like for example, we have um, Castalia Serna. You know, she's the deputy commissioner of concessions and customer service for the Chicago Department of Aviation that handles O'Hare and Midway. Um, so she's been part of this industry for many years. I have a an Air Force veteran, a bilingual author, uh, Graciela Tiscareño, who was actually the person that connected me to Olga. Um, Maria Elena Alvarez that works for Boeing out of the German o- Germany office. Um, I have Latinas that are on the other side of the world in Kuwait working for Kuwait Air- Airways. Um, CFIs, you know, young CFIs that are, you know, corporate pilots um, that I have given their... Ana Uribe, for example, she's a co-president of the Bay Area chapter for Women in Aviation International. Um, and also, you know, a member of the EAA. Many of these amazing women are members of EAA as well, supporting their local chapters and sure. supporting, you know, like I just got accepted to be uh, Young Eagles pilots, you know, about a month ago. So I'm very excited about that. Um, so every single one of them in their own way has, you know, extended their wings, no, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> to uh, to reach for the generation and, and to be able to put it in the context of the Latino community has given them, uh, I feel it in my heart and I see it, this energized sort of perspective to do more for the community. Sure, sure, absolutely. So you just mentioned uh, uh, being uh, becoming a Young Eagles pilot. Um, have you had an opportunity to take any kids up yet? Not yet. I mean, this was uh, very recent. I just got my logbooks and uh, marketing materials uh, a couple of weeks ago. So um, I, I might actually uh, start uh, this Saturday. EAA uh, Chapter 461 with uh, Wayne Brzezinski um, as, a, as a chapter lead. Um, you know, he's been instrumental in getting me more involved with EAA. Um, although I was a member, but I was not necessarily associated with like a local chapter, so to speak. And he said, why didn't you become a Young Eagles pilot? And I did. And um, and he's got an event coming up and I probably will be able to um, do my very first uh, Young Eagles program. <laughs> very excited. That's great. Yeah, this uh, this episode will probably air after you go flying. So I hope it went well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, it, was a, it was a good, uh, a good, safe, happy, of course, socially distanced uh, yeah. as needed event. But uh, uh, Jackie, what is it about the idea of uh, of flying young eagles? Now you have, um, I, I get the sense with uh, with the rides you've given all the people that you've taken flying that you you instinctively understand, uh, you know, what it is to introduce somebody to aviation. Um, but what are you what are you looking forward to about being part of the Young Eagles program and being able to give Young Eagle flights in particular? You know what? Uh, about a week and a half ago, I had an opportunity to take a, a five year old girl up in the plane with me, my youngest passenger, and her grandma, who is eighty years old. And uh, seeing the look in their eyes when they have an opportunity to take off on a plane and see the world from that perspective, like we were talking about, 
um, it's probably one of the most fulfilling, you know, just moments. I call them micro moments. Um, and that's what I look forward to. I've seen that look in their eyes of the several, you know, young women that I've taken up from my foundation. And, uh, you know, the young women, you know, one of them just did her solo, the one that I gave a scholarship to, because she flew with me one day and she said, Jackie, I want to do this too. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for paving the way. So to me, this is another way to extend my soul. It's just like writing, flying. It's another amazing way to intercept someone that might not even know that they have a passion, passion for aviation. But if they don't have that experience, there's no way that they're going to be able to, you know, make that connection. So that to me, you know, to be able to initiate a spark in someone young is, is the kind of moment that I live for. Yeah. I, I always, so that's um, why I do it. Yeah. I, I always talk about um, young Eagles and, and just being able to give people rides in general. It's, it's, it's an amazing power that we have as pilots to be able to do that. I mean, you know, um, you look at through my logbook, I've got more than a thousand takeoffs and landings in there, but you know, if, if I can um, use one of those to make somebody's week, uh, which oftentimes you do, you know, when you take somebody up or maybe even their month or year. Um, right. it, it might be a uh, lifetime memory if, yeah, it's a, if it's a young yeah. person's first flight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that's just something that, you know, over the kind of the, you know, no flight is, is, uh, is ever a routine thing or something to be taken for granted, but something that, you know, we, we do every time we go flying, if we can, uh, you know, take somebody along with us, that's, that's one of the most fulfilling things you can do. Yeah, and you know what? One of the things that I do that I think, uh, you know, adds kind of to the experience is that um, I have been flying with a teddy bear since, you know, my first solo. So since then, I've uh, ordered over 500 teddy bears and I've given them around the world. I completed a six-country tour last uh, uh, 2019 and I brought teddy bears with me, um, give, you know, to kids at the airport to, you know, so to me, that's, you know, sometimes we need a prop, we need a visual component to kind of remind us that, you know, we're, we're here to land, you know, because we have a, at least one passenger with us <laughs> to land on our dreams. <laughs> um, but I think the burning question on everybody's mind is, uh, does your teddy bear that flies with you have a name? Yes. And uh, her name is Amelia. Oh, that's perfect. What a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful uh, aviation name there. Um, well, let's, uh, let's hop back to your book here for just a minute. Uh, is that, uh, is that available now? And if so, where can people get it or when can we expect to get our hands on it? Uh, the book will be available, um, by August 15th on Amazon and, um, and we will be actually launching, officially launching it virtually, of course, um, with the authors from around the world, um, on, on the same day, August 15th at 10 a.m. Central. Um, we'll be joined by uh, Evelyn Miralles, who created the preface for the book, and then the rest of the uh, 22 amazing pilots, veterans, aeronautical engineers, um, you know, joining us to, to celebrate the launch of this amazing historic book. Now, that's terrific. Now, we're recording this on uh, August the 5th, uh, and I believe it's going to air uh, next week. So that will be the 13th, if I'm doing my math right. Boy, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out and it's not the 13th, and send your hate mail to uh, our producer, Ty. He likes that. Anyway, so uh, as you're listening to this on uh, on the day that it releases, uh, the book is just a couple of days away, which is uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, so 
So Jackie, is there a single, and this is maybe an unfair question. I don't, I don't mean it to be, but is there a singular lesson uh, that you want readers of the book to come away with as they read this story, uh, these stories rather of, uh, it sounds like even with, with, with just 20, 22 people, you've covered a huge gamut of, uh, of the world of aviation. Is there a single lesson that you want people to come away with? I think that um, the lesson that my German teacher implanted in my heart, and that is that writing is an extension of your soul. And I think the moment that we decide to share our stories through writing, through a book, we extend our souls. And, you know, for me, I would love for the readers to fall in love with every single one of the stories to get the bravery to share their own stories with their community. Because just like these women, um, including myself, you know, every time we take off, you know, we know it's optional. We know that landing is mandatory. They've decided to take off on this journey of, um, of sharing their stories. And it's not easy. It's not easy to open up your heart and be vulnerable and, and share. But they decided to do this because they know that the people on the other side that are holding this book in their hands could be inspired by one word, or one phrase they say in that story. Well, that sounds wonderful. I'm very much looking forward to reading it myself. Um, is this a, a book that's, uh, that is going to be good for younger people to read? Absolutely. Yes, this is totally, you know, PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, absolutely, uh, young people, and that's, we encourage that. Um, and one thing to mention, too, that I am personally going to do a third scholarship in honor of this book launch um, for young women in uh, aerospace and aviation uh, for $5,000. And I'm also going to donate 100% of the proceeds of this book to the same scholarship to make wow. sure that we continue to open up the doors the first year in the United States and the subsequent years, we might open it up to Latin America as well, um, because we know that there's a lot of talent um, to bring uh, avi aviators and, you know, aeronautical engineers that might not have the resources. So that's my kind of commitment that I have for this amazing industry that has given me so much. Every time I fly, I get something in return. And, um, and I, I just want to continue to share that with the world. Well, that's a terrific way to look at it, uh, and and I couldn't agree more. Every time we fly, we do get something in return, and it's uh, flying is uh, it can be a challenge. It's uh, you know there's certainly um, there's certainly a lot of education and practice and some some frustrating roadblocks uh, along the way, but uh, but boy, the rewards are just without measure. All right. Well, with that, uh, Jackie, I'm looking at the the clock, and I think we're we're just about to, to the end of this episode. But I wanted to uh, thank you on behalf of uh, of EAA for not only joining us on the show. Thank you for uh, for gearing up and getting ready to go fly Young Eagles. I hope you'll keep us posted on how that goes. Absolutely. No. Thank you so much. And uh, as we know, taking off is optional. Landing on our dreams is mandatory. Thank you for the opportunity to have this medium to continue to share this beautiful passion of aviation. Well, it's our pleasure. So best of luck with the, with the book. We're looking forward to seeing it here. Uh, is there any chance we'll see you here in Oshkosh uh, for AirVenture next summer in 2021? 
Absolutely. I'm there. <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, uh, let's make sure that uh, we you talk to the right people and uh, you could maybe do some book signings as well. Absolutely. Terrific. And uh, the authors um, will love to come out too and uh, be part of the, be part of the experience. Uh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Well, Jackie, thank you so much once again, and thanks to everybody out there for listening. Uh, we sure appreciate uh, everybody taking the time to, to tune in. Uh, it's good to be back in the studio uh, doing these again. It's good to be you know, in the same room as other people, so that's uh, that's been fun. Um, thanks uh, so much to everybody out there who has taken the time to uh, give us some feedback, either the great reviews on iTunes or the email at feedback at ea.org or the comments uh, on the uh, blog posts that go up with each podcast at inspire.ea.org. So please keep that feedback coming. That's the only reason we can continue to do these things uh, is because, uh, because kind people out there take the time to let us know what they like. So with that, we look forward to catching up to each and every one of you next time when you're cleared to land on the Green Dot.